0: Quick caller,
1: I'm home. Man, check the call ID and see who this is. Man, oh, that, that's the rich girls, oh, man. Oh, the bookhead girls. Yeah, right. second, second chance, nine. second chance. Now give me the phone right. and let me show you how to do voice, big voice, big voice. What up? Hello and welcome to the inaugural episode of Second Viewings. Uh, I am your co-host, Gully, and I am joined, as always, with... Kat. Uh, And uh, welcome. Welcome to our show. Uh, So this will be the first episode. Uh, Just to give you a quick rundown of uh, what the concept of the show is, this is going to be a movie podcast. Good. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a movie podcast. And the the premise is that um, I, myself, I, the Gully... Uh, in my lifetime have seen uh, a lot of movies and um, and I like going back and, and seeing a lot of things twice and I'm gonna be doing that with the help of the lovely cat and uh, a lot of these movies, I would say the majority of them, she's seeing for the first time so the, the concept of it would be for us to watch these movies together and for me to determine whether it is justified to watch this movie again and again and if it is the same experience for her on her first viewing that as I got when I watched them when I was younger.
0: Yeah, sounds good.
1: All right. Thank you for your contribution. <laughs> um, so with the first episode, we thought um, – uh, we thought we'd go back to an absolute classic. Now, this is one that you might think to yourself, oh, this is obviously something that deserves a second viewing, and uh, you guys picked a real easy one. But I think we might have a little fight back here. So <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the first episode that we did is going to be on Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, the 1981 classic action film from uh, Steven Spielberg. And uh, starring Harrison Ford and uh, what's his name, Karen Allen. That's yeah. right. Yeah. All right. So um, obviously we're gonna dive into it, but just give me your initial thoughts on this cat.
0: Um yeah, it was fun. I had fun. It was a little long though, to be honest.
1: I mean, with this, for the runtime for it, the version that we saw, which I think is just the the regular. The theatrical release of it was one hours and 55 minutes. Now, do you, do you find that to be too long for an action film?
0: Um, yeah, yeah, I do really because I there's don't. only so much action you can handle in one movie in one sitting.
1: It's, it's true, I suppose, but I, I mean, like, that's that's pretty much the runtime for all action films now. That's, I, I don't yeah. remember the last time that I yeah. saw an action film that was that was under that. <laughs> yeah, and, that's true. Um, it also to think about it I can't really think of any scenes that I could take out of the movie and still have it have it have the same meaning to it you know it, it, every little scene that they included was was almost necessary for the for the plot of the movie
0: yeah I, I agree it's just at one point it almost felt like it was gonna be done and then it wasn't so I don't know if that's the fault um I don't know that's the, the, old, that's the old
1: switcheroo. that's when you when you think they say yeah yeah, and then they come out with fucking submarines and shit. <laughs>
0: yeah. it's
1: a good analogy for yeah, uh, like, for World War II, really.
0: Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh,
1: and that's what it was. But um, yeah, let's try to let's try to break the movie down from from the okay. very beginning for anyone who is not familiar with it. Um, uh, basically the story of Raiders of the Lost Ark is an archaeologist named Indiana Jones, uh, who is who travels the world and finds a gigantic fucking rock. Lifts it and finds the people that still have not seen Raiders of the Lost Ark, <laughs> and, and that, that's how that's how we found Cat, and this is how I guess we're talking to you, so you should be familiar with the story at this point. Um, but no, really, it's, it's, the story is about um, it's about Indiana Jones, who is a history professor of stories, archaeologist an, professor. also yeah, yeah, an archaeologist. Is there an archaeology of course. major? Okay, yeah, whatever. Anyway, (laughs) so he's he's a professor and an archaeologist, and um, he is set upon a mission to uh, recover something called the Ark, which contains little uh, pieces of the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments, right? And um, there are certain clues that need to be found along the way, and the person who holds the key to finding the Ark uh, happens to be his ex-girlfriend, and um, and the people that they're going against are. The Nazis. So pretty
0: intense.
1: That already is, is already. fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> now, now it's important to mention that the movie is set in 1936. Yes. Um. So it's it's not like you know, hey, we're crazy group of Nazis that just happened to pop out of nowhere. This is kind of. You that'd know, be uh,
0: such a crazier movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's, there's movies like that. There's like yeah, Nazi zombies and shit like that. And yeah. Nazis on the moon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But uh, this this just happens to be um, you know within the right timelines and um, it's 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 somewhat historically historically accurate I suppose because it, it, Hitler was known for for wasting a lot of fucking resources on 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 kind of useless shit and I guess this was one of them is is his search for the ark because he believed that it it contains some crazy power that's gonna it's going to make his army invincible.
0: I also think that helps a lot in the comedic aspect of the story. Uh, how do you mean? In the sense that they, it's heavily based on the Nazis, and that's kind of a serious topic. But the fact that the Nazis are running around Indiana Jones yeah. looking for whatever almost seems trivial and silly.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's true. Yeah. It's... Um, it, it's Almost, they, they make fun of the Nazis a lot. I mean, there are scenes, there's a Nazi monkey in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Which and, is great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know that at first you felt bad when yeah. when the monkey died. Of he course. ate the poison uh, dates. Yeah. But then you really think about it, that monkey was a fucking asshole. That's a Nazi monkey. Yeah. yeah. He did the house salute and everything. So uh, Super he was yeah, yeah, exactly. And also, there's the guy who burns his hand on the medallion. Yeah. And then. Can- <laughs> And he
0: gives the hell salute. And has and that thing imprinted in his hand. Yeah, that's fucking well, awful. Like I should yeah. be fucking fired for the fact that he even touched that medallion hot. Yeah,
1: exactly. He just got really excited. He was like, guys, yeah. I found it! <laughs> but uh, it's, it's going to be really fucking easy in case this guy ever commits a crime. Yeah. For to, <laughs> yeah, because his fingerprints would just be Egyptian medallion. Yeah. They're like, oh, okay, <laughs> fucking <I can>, uh, <laughs> Sergeant Eden did it. <laughs> what was his name? He has a really weird name, too. Uh, Eden? Yeah, it is. Major Eden. Wow. Like the Eden Center. Um, oh. <laughs> but,
0: what? Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and okay. the
1: actor's name is William Hootkins, which is which is also an incredible. Amazing. Name. Yeah, such an appropriate name for for a man of his stature. Um,
0: also, he had the craziest hair I've ever seen. Do we see his hair? Of course. It was always hidden by a hat, but every time he took it off, it was really weird.
1: I never even noticed. I think this is something that you notice all the time I, movies, Yeah, I the, know. people's hair. <laughs> I have a
0: big hairish <laughs> when it comes to movies. Yeah. I just, it's an, it, that's a choice, having someone's hair like that. So it's very interesting to me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. In, in that, the end chase scene where, where they're chasing, being chased out of the desert and he takes over the truck. Yeah. Um. There's this one soldier who's climbing on top of the truck, and then the wind blows his hat off, and he's like, he's balding, like he's got a big ball spot on his head. Yeah, wonder- a lot of
0: people were bald in this movie yeah. for some reason.
1: I wonder he like if, if he talked to Spielberg, he's like, hey, you know, Steven, maybe I can just keep the hat for this scene, and he's like, no, no the hat blows have off. We have to
0: see the baldness. <laughs> the fucking ball spots. So yeah. He's like,
1: all right, fine, but yeah, not everyone yeah. knows about my ball spot yet. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Let's let's try to break the, uh, okay. down the movie, you know, uh, shot by shot. Not but shot by shot, but from from the beginning, and uh, and and see the kind of different notes that we have on it, because I I find the movie to be to be stylistically fantastic. I think it's a gorgeous movie. Uh, the one thing that always stands out for me is. Uh, with Steven Spielberg films especially with the action films is the lighting it's just it's yeah so, I agree it's so simple yet no other director can fucking do it he, I don't know how he does it but it's it in rooms that are dark all the right things are, are yeah. being lit so you still get the, the idea of you know mm-hmm. being in a small dark space but you can see every character's
0: face yeah and uh, it helps in creating a lot of tension in certain scenes I notice as well yeah of it's course like people's faces are spotlit, lit the ones you're supposed to focus on and their emotions and yeah, yeah, it's
1: when they're when they're at the bar uh, at the beginning when they're in uh, Marion's bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's this weird glow coming from the the fireplace and from the outside snow and the nightlight. So did, when when Indian Marion are talking, there's this crazy orange green glow going on on their face, which is I have no idea how he gets that effect. But uh, and and another thing is that I feel like uh, Tarantino took this from um, from Spielberg in Paul Fiction is. Um, he has it when, when an object is important, like the, the first statue that he steals in, mm-hmm. the, in the very first scene, or even the arc when it's open, it's not – the arc doesn't reflect light. They don't put a spotlight on it, but rather they make the object the light source. It's yeah. really the first time that you see Indiana Jones's f- full face. Harrison Ford is just – his big old mug is when he stands <laughs> in front of that statue to do the switch – And the thing is just shining bright, and that's the light source of of it, right? And it just places that big importance on those objects. It's it's fascinating to me.
0: I do. I also noticed that this movie is very – and this is going to be such a cat thing to notice about this movie, but it's a very steamy, sweaty movie. Mm -hmm. Like Everyone's face was glistening in this movie because they were just soaked in sweat. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I guess that depends on their location. Yeah, but but steam a desert, is a very yeah. big part in this movie. It's true. Yeah. 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 I have just, I've just I noticed that even when they opened up the arc, like it's just a gust of steam came out of it. Yeah. It's just.
1: I think a lot of it has to do with uh, there was a lot of foreshadowing involved in regards to what's going to happen. Um, when when we're first introduced to Marion, she's got that fireplace going on in her in her bar. Yeah. And when her and Indy are talking, there's this all this fucking carbon monoxide filling in the air. Like, it's just smoke yeah, all inside yeah, the room. Yeah, that's exactly, yeah. Like, yeah, you guys are going to die in like some yeah. minutes. Um, but it's, yeah, the, the room is really smoky and steamy. And then when, when the Nazi comes in, Major Eaton comes in she's smoking a cigarette and mm-hmm. she's filling the, the air full of poisonous smoke kind of thing. well I guess the, the fire would be as well but it's not a Justice. natural smoke yeah he's like she's blowing the smoke in his face and kind of thing yeah uh, so yeah it is, that's a good thing to pick up on I, I noticed that as well um, The another thing about this movie in terms of its, its, um technicalities goes is it's very iconic
0: mm-hmm.
1: right I mean there are several shots and instances it, even within the very first like Ten minutes, I'd say, of of the movie. Like there's the the switch with the sandbag, like that's a very iconic shot. In, yeah. You know how it gets up and cl- close and personal with Indy. Um, there's the boulder rolling. Yep. Yeah. 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 Same thing. It's like that that chase scene. I
0: I had a moment in the movie seeing that and thinking oh. Every action adventure movie has that, but it's like no, this is the one that started that
1: started everything. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it just feels so natural the way Indy stumbles multiple mm-hmm. times while being chased by a boulder and finally just dashes out of yeah. that kind of thing. Uh, even when when he's running down to them through the fields to his buddy on the. On the river with the plane, same thing. And he's like, "Start the engine." Yeah, you know, this that wide shot of him coming over the hills, and all of a sudden that giant fucking group of people yeah. that can't aim for shit. For the record, Awful. He, Yeah, he could have just walked. Awful yeah. crew to have hired. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> well, it's too bad that he didn't speak. Uh, oh, jovito or whatever. Is that it what was. it is? That's what oh, the guy yeah. said. It's like okay. too bad you can't speak jovito. Or yeah. It would have been on your side. And it's like that's really the one time that India really. You know, like when he skipped that whole Vito class in, in college yeah, to get drunk. Up. Yeah, this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, kids, stay in school.
0: Um, another thing I really enjoyed about this movie, which is such an eighties thing, is the eccentric screaming in it.
1: Yeah. I like yeah, that a lot.
0: Yeah. And like the, the sound effects are very over the top.
1: Yeah, it's uh I I actually really enjoy when Marion screamed. In a lot of movies like, you know, the when the woman's in distress and they're screaming, it just it, it goes on for a little yeah. too long. But she just, I, I don't know, there was something very endearing about her screaming. Yeah. she just like, I saw,
0: Yeah, And I do want to talk about Marion a bit more in this movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Marion's
1: fucking badass. We'll get there. We'll get there in a bit. But um, going back to the shots, I, 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 at one point at the very end when when the arc is finally open yeah. and the, the Nazis all start melting... You were like, <laughs> that's oh, an iconic scene. Yeah. Yeah. you were like, oh, that's where that's from. So, yeah, it's it, it just really paved the way for for action films, which I think is um, I think a lot of important contributions came from from Raiders of the Lost Ark in terms of uh, the pacing of an action film, uh, the set pieces, like what constitutes a good action sequence, uh, the the chase scene in the desert. It's it's all very very incredible, and. Um, the the one thing that I, I really like that they do well, especially Steven Spielberg, is the 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 anti joke or like the anti action of it, mm-hmm. where you think something it builds up to something yeah. crazy, and then all of a sudden they just shoot it down, like the yeah. the the guy with the black the sword, suit yeah. yeah in the market and he's fucking swinging his yeah. sword all over the place and, and he just takes out a gun yeah. and shoots him and it's <laughs> incredible right it's the little switcheroo that they do
0: speaking of switcheroos, there's also I noticed two fake out death scenes in this movie which I think might be a little too much
1: how do, how do you mean that uh,
0: when Marion is supposedly thought dead yeah, and then when Indy and her are thought dead at the end as well it's that mm-hmm. fake out of them thinking like oh he's dead but he's not and it's twice yeah. in one movie yeah, which I find yeah Maybe that maybe that's why it felt a little long for me. You usually you have one, and then the person comes back, and it's fine. Yeah, it's true. I it's a two. Okay, that's yeah.
1: that's fair. Um, so while we're still on the the technical aspects of it, I I just want to talk about how incredible the music is is by John Williams. I mean, when when that very first instance of the score kicking in, when he swings from that uh, tree branch into the river to go to the thing, and then boom, but like. It's, it's such perfect pacing and timing for the music to come in. And all all the music used throughout is, is all the original pieces mm-hmm. and it's all fantastic. And I feel like that's another thing that action films are missing nowadays where it's like, you know, every, each each and every single one of them has some kind of montage now with like a Katy Perry song playing in the back or something. A montage. <laughs> yeah, which is something that, it, that you don't see in Indiana Jones, which yeah. which I adore about it, right?
0: And again, that, that song itself is so iconic yeah, and oh, yeah. Uh, suits, suits the scenes very well. Yeah. Because I'd only ever heard the song, didn't know what to relate it to, but
1: mm-hmm. I get it. Okay. <laughs> All right, so we're going to take a quick break, and uh, we'll be right back with more uh, from Second Viewings. We are back all right so um we talked about the technical aspects of indiana jones and the raiders of the lost ark um now let's talk about the, the plot really what drives the movie and what would constitute a second viewing for you or lack thereof so what did you think of the, the story in itself
0: i enjoyed it i mean it was fun and is uh interesting to watch again because i've never seen it and i've Obviously, I always hear a lot about it. Um, I just find that it's very, it's like a, a very kid-like fantasy story where, you know, this one man is an archaeologist professor but also gets to go on these crazy adventures and like, who doesn't want to be that, you know, when they get older? Yeah. So, yeah, that's how kind of I saw it and how I went in thinking about it. Right. So, yeah.
1: So I, I think that that's really the appeal of Indiana Jones, um, whereas you look at certain, uh, certain traditional heroes such as, um, you know, uh, Rambo or uh, whether it be uh, Tom Cruise's Ethan Hunt, uh, 007 with James Bond, they're, they're all trained professionals, even though they're, they're really good at what they do and the, they carry the action of the movie, they're all trained professionals and that's their job. Meanwhile, Indiana Jones represents an every-man every kind of person, right? I mean, he's just a professor, and he just really fucking loves archaeology. And uh, and really, he does mention it in the movie as well. Like, at this one point where he's like, all right, you guys go back to Cairo, and I'll go chase the truck. And they're like, oh, yes, yeah, so what are you going to do? He's like, I don't know. I just make it up as I go. <laughs> like, he's the man that just doesn't really have a plan. He just kind of goes with it. And... Um, even at the beginning of the movie, when he's about to take off on his adventure, it, the guy's like, "All right, listen, Indy, this is really fucking weird shit. Make sure that you know what you're doing." He's like, "Don't worry, I'm a cautious man," and just fully throws a fucking loaded gun right into his suitcase. <laughs> he's just, uh, he's, it's just, it's kind of like a, you know an act of hero. Then I, I like that about him. He's just, just kind of taking things as as it comes to him, and he's just finding solutions for it.
0: Yeah, I agree. I uh, I don't think. There's much of an issue with him. He seems all right. It's just I feel like Harrison Ford doesn't bring too much characteristic or personality to him. And I don't know if that's how the character supposed to be written. He just seems like a guy who's kind of making these mistakes that are kind of funny. And that's what's endearing about him. I don't think he's much of a character by himself. Like I, There were moments where I'd forget who was even playing Indiana Jones.
1: How could you forget that gorgeous mug yeah. of him? Yeah. yeah. Um, wow, that got... They got really, really intimate. Quickly, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to go there with you guys. But he's, it's yeah, young Harrison Ford. He's gorgeous. Um, okay, so since, since you didn't like the, the, the male lead, which is Indiana Jones, the I
0: liked him. I chari- just
1: <laughs> title character. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um,
1: then what did you think of Marion?
0: I liked her. I like. I think she had so much more personality that made up for Harrison Ford. Oh yeah. And I, as an, like she was just so much better than him. As a person.
1: Okay. Go on. (laughs) on.
0: No, I just thought she was great. She was so quirky and funny and kind of over the top. And I liked that she wasn't a passive victim. Like, she was obviously victimized in this movie. Yeah. But they didn't take a traditional victim uh, role with her. She tried her best to get out of those situations. She failed. But at least she tried. She didn't kind of give in to them and let herself be an object of admiration, which for some reason she was with all these men.
1: Yeah, it's it's true. Um, she's um she's one of the greatest female heroines I I think in in action film because you're right. She is put into those uh, situations of um damsel in distress, but she fights back every time. right? Yeah. Whether she's at the at the bar at the beginning of it, uh, where she's at the market where at one point it looks like she's about to run off and she just runs off and grabs a frying pan and starts hitting people with it.
0: Well, even what I also like is that she's not always she's not this she's not badass in the sense that she, yeah, she can take these guys and it's not a big deal for her. She mm. fails and she fucks up. And she, some of the stuff she does is stupid, but that's what's uh, endearing about her and what makes her like a good yeah, a good female character in this in her contrast to Indiana
1: yeah, I I just like the fact that they're constantly trying to uh, the characters in the movie that is are constantly trying to fit her into this uh, you know stereotype um, of this damsel in distress, and she just constantly rejects it. Like yeah. when when they're fighting at the market, um, she indy keeps telling her it's like get out of here marion and she's like what no and she just goes back to beating up the bag she puts her on the on the wagon the horse takes off and then she just gets off on the next block starts fighting some yeah. other guys right there's even when the french archaeologist makes her take off well this is the kind of like real obvious symbolism makes her take off her her red clothes and puts on white mm. Cause just you know kind of force her into this like um uh, uh, this motherly and this virgin-like figure, uh, but at the same time, uh, she as soon as she changes into the dress, she starts pounding back liquor and starts talking with her mouth full and whatnot. Um, and she just doesn't give in, right? And even at the, at the end, when she's tied to to the pole like a like a virgin. She's the first one to get out of it. And he's like, Marion, don't look. No matter what you do. And if you look, she's kind of like just fluttering her <laughs> yeah, eyes. She's, she's kind turn, of looking.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just said not to look. She's yeah. kind of like, I kind yeah, of want to she's look she's now. She's
1: like, well, who are you to tell me what to do, right? There's
0: also another scene when she's being taken out of that um, carriage or um, room on the ship they're on. And the, all of these Nazi soldiers are grabbing her and she says like, don't put your hands on me. Yeah. Obviously they are. Yeah. But she, the fact that she says it, it makes her feel more in control of what it's, it is like she knows they're gonna touch her but she just wanted to say just to spite them almost
1: yeah it's the, when they throw her in the, the snake pit too she's just like you're gonna pay for what you do yeah. i'm gonna come and get you he's like you're not but but, <laughs> but good on yeah. you yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> just speak the fighting words yeah. as you go down and um and i like that the only time that she like feels good and feels sexy is when she puts on like the, the hooker outfit that the pirates give her
0: oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah and he's
1: like yeah you look good on that she's like but that's also very hey, it's red. a white dress yeah. though
0: it's yeah. also that so i don't know well this is this in terms is, of we're your symbolism the, we're
1: talking the 30s here yeah. so that's like a real racy yeah
0: <laughs> everything's that, white or yeah. off-white in that.
1: that dress showed a lot of collarbone yeah. right my friend
0: <laughs> showed a lot of silhouette
1: yeah it's true okay so you have anything else to add about the plot
0: um oh yeah so much Okay, talk. To yeah. Me. Yeah, as much as I liked Mary in that scene where she's getting like she's obviously someone who can hold her liquor very well because she works at a bar, but that scene where she's uh she's made to change to that dress and have dinner with uh what was his name again? Balok. No. Balok, yeah. Balok. Yeah. Balok. Balok. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh she her plan is to get him drunk, but there's no need for that. I don't I don't understand why she had to get him drunk. He was fine. She could have easily taken the knife out at any point. She doesn't attack him with a knife. She just uses it to back out of the tent. Yeah. So I don't... She could have used the knife even if he was sober. I don't understand why they had to put that in there.
1: Well, I think she was trying to get him into a vulnerable situation. But he didn't
0: look vulnerable at all. He kept pouring her more drinks because he saw that she was vulnerable almost. So I don't know. Yeah. And then she backed out and there were people... Like, obviously there were going to yeah. be people there. So I don't mm-hmm. know what her plan was.
1: I guess uh, she expected him not to be able to hold his liquor, but he was like, oh, this is my family's liquor. I've been, I was raised on this shit. Yeah, you okay, know? yeah. But I, even in
0: even, even that case, what was the point of the knife? She didn't use it to attack him. She didn't do anything to him with that knife. She could have yeah. just gotten him drunk and passed out and she could have left. I, but,
1: think, I, don't know. I think she grew some affection for him as, as the <laughs> night went on. Really, though, because as soon as the Nazis come in, she, like, runs to him and, like, hides behind him. Oh, but realizing- that could have been because
0: she knows that he's going to take care because he obviously liked her. So yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't think she liked him. She was using him, as all women do. Yeah, well <laughs> Easy. We won't
1: go there. But, um, yeah, I guess the guy could handle his liquor better than um, the person in Nepal or, you know, who is... Oh yeah Played yeah. by your What was it Your 6th grade gym my, teacher
0: My 8th grade Homeroom teacher okay yeah,
1: yeah This is a very Very big gig For that yeah, person I, I know we, He yeah.
0: made it Far after Yeah
1: Yeah What was his name
0: <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> say
1: <laughs> <laughs> Okay yeah So shout out Shout out to uh, Kat's 8th grade Homeroom teacher for, <laughs> for a very convincing Performance as a Drunk in Nepal Yeah
0: Yeah Yeah <laughs>
1: Okay, So we're going to take another quick break Uh, When we come back we'll discuss some of the thematics And we'll try to wrap this up See if uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark Is worth a second viewing or not Okay, and it uh, looks like we're back.
0: Yeah, we refilled our drinks.
1: Yes, uh, our delicious beverages. We last left off talking about the characters and uh, the plot of the film. Now, let's, let's, let's dig a little deeper uh-huh. and uh, let's do some critical thinking as we were so taught in, uh, in school. It's yeah. um, <laughs> probably the most pretentious thing I've yeah. ever said. gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about some of the themes and symbols that, uh, that, that we picked up in Raiders <laughs> of the Lost Ark. Um, so since we were, we were leading off with, with Marion, uh, I would like to discuss uh, Marion as, as a symbol of feminism in, in the movie. And the, there are a few things that I picked up on regarding her character, not, not just based on her actions, but even some of the things that she says. There's this one point where she's being taken off in, in the market and she's in the barrel and she's like, Hey, you can't do this to me. I'm an American. At, at no point does she ever make an excuse for being a woman. Yeah. Like she's never plays it weak just because she's a woman and whatnot. And she's
0: never thought of as incompetent because all we know of her is that she's a barkeep, yes. but no one ever says, no, you can't come along. Like Indy has this faith in her. Yeah. We don't even know the relationship, but he knows Yeah, she can handle herself.
1: Yeah. It's, See that was a little problematic for me because I think he starts to find that out as the film goes on as well because okay he's when, just winging it is what you're saying <laughs> yeah really that's in the in the you know in his purest form, um, but it, when he first finds her in the Sahara uh, when she's tied up it, it I think the words that he uses what he says. Um, Okay, this is gonna work, but you need to sit still and be quiet. And, like, leaves her there all tied up. Yeah. Like, not knowing what, like, she could have been tortured, she could have oh, been yeah. killed at any point. He's like, No, but I gotta go recover the ark. Don't worry. We, yeah, well, we're that's
0: incompetence yeah. on his part. So, yeah, he's
1: like, Oh, if I take you, they're gonna see it. And then at the end of the movie, he finally kind of realizes, like, her value and then says, You know what? Just don't worry about the ark. I just want the girl. But I think, but I think at that point, yeah. But I also
0: think. What I kind of liked was that there wasn't that insane romantic tension throughout the whole movie, which I think is present in a lot of action films because they need that release for, I guess, the women that are dragged along to them.
1: Yeah, it's true. But
0: uh, yeah, they they were they mentioned that they had a relationship at one point, but throughout the movie, up until the ending, there's not really much sexual tension between them. Yeah, it's that they're just they're in it together, and I guess whatever happens happens.
1: Yeah, I, I thought it was it was kind of you know, kinda of cute and endearing when they when they finally got together in, yep. the, in the ship's cabin. I d I don't think that moment was forced at all. But, no. Yeah, and he ends up passing out on And there's
0: her. a very realistic build up to it.
1: It's true, yeah. That's that's fantastic. Yeah, when when she like hits him with the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah,
0: it's cute things like that, like those clumsy moments that I think are what make it very cute. Yeah, it was very as opposed to just very yeah. very good romance yeah.
1: it didn't take away too much from from the movie right yeah but yeah no she's she's a complete badass the, the part where she gets stuck in the in the airplane cockpit. And I guess that's kind of like... the kind of Yeah, silly and lock, thing to do. It's
0: like locking yourself in your car.
1: Yeah, but at the same time, when she gets in there, like, she doesn't panic. She starts spinning yeah. that thing around, gets on the fucking machine gun. Yeah. And just, just mows down all the Nazis. Actually, if I'm going to be she, stuck in here... It's just so <laughs> badass. It's so, you never see that in any other yeah. action films, right? And it's something that was granted. And it's, it's so sad to see... The evolving factor of what happened to the lead female in the Indiana Jones movies in in the next one.
0: Okay, well, I don't know, so don't say anything.
1: Oh, you haven't seen the other one either. All right, well, I guess we know what we're doing for uh, for some of, of the future yeah. episodes. Yeah, but
0: I wouldn't have seen the rest of them if I hadn't seen the first one. You never know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, I've only <laughs> seen <I'm>... Spider Man three. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow, well, that must be awful for you.
1: <laughs> yeah, that that series sucked. <laughs> um, but. Yeah. Okay, so moving forward. Um, speaking of some of some of the violence that's in it, it it really took me back. Like I, the last time I saw this movie must have been maybe you know eight or ten years ago, and I really don't remember it being as explicitly violent as it was. Like the yeah. the very first sequence where he's in a cave and he's doing the whole switcheroo. Like we see like three four people die. Like immediately and it's like not like oh they got hurt or they got no caught they're trapped. dead like, like they did they did <laughs> yeah they fucking <laughs> did and then uh, when they're in the bar and there's that whole fire scene and stuff there's and pulls out a gun and just fucking shoots someone yeah. in the head
0: and i was expecting violence coming into it because obviously there's going to be yeah. some sort of violence but i was expecting that pg-13 violence where there's no blood anywhere that and this was like now. oh yeah.
1: yeah there's like there's
0: blood splatter and people's heads being pierced with arrows and yeah, exactly. melting faces it's a nightmare
1: and and it's great because this is another thing that spielberg does that's great that he, he does show you all of this all this crazy gore and whatnot especially with the people's you know face melting and whatnot and, but he he omits certain things and you only get the the level of violence based on the reaction of the, the characters off screen like when the the helicopter or the plane propeller catches that big guy that Indy's fighting with it just shows blood being splattered on, yeah. on the Nazi symbol and everyone's like ooh kind of thing right? yeah
0: because we already know what's going to happen we don't necessarily have to exactly. see it
1: you don't have to show yeah. it every time which is something brilliant and, and with the same breath a lot of the violence even in the same scenes felt cartoonish yeah you know like in the market scene where you see guys just piercing each other with swords and whatnot and blood coming out. And at the same time, you see Marion walking around hitting people with frying pans, <laughs> right? And uh, it's, it's kind of silly violence. And then, I think
0: see, that plays to her character, though, as well. Like that endearing character who's not a fighter, she just yeah. but she's trying to take some sort of action and initiative to, to get things done. Yeah. And it also lightens the movie, I think
1: it's true, even yeah. even with Indy when he's in the, um, where he's in the in the car chase when he's fighting with that driver in the the front seat and then the, they hit that one guy um or or the, the, one of the workers from the construction falls on the truck and he's like whoa and he slips up yeah. and they both look back and they start laughing at each other all of a sudden Indy hits him <laughs> like it's it's those little comic reliefs that really uh really eases the tension of this film yeah
0: i like that yeah. it, it the, it's it's weird to say, but the violence doesn't take. It's not very serious. Like you're not supposed to take it that seriously, yeah. as we're, as that sounds. It's very lighthearted. Yeah. Also, again,
1: it's they're they're Nazis. You're killing Nazis, and that's that's one way you yeah. can get away. I with guess it, so, Right. Yeah. Especially with the monkey. Yeah. That's what, <laughs> that fucking monkey. Yeah. That's that the only way they could
0: get away with it. it Had to be them. a Nazi monkey. That's yeah. the worst possible kind of monkey.
1: it's the only monkey in cinema history that has given the Heil Hitler salute. <laughs> And he deserved every piece of that fucking poisonous date. <laughs> the, like, the monkey knew what the plan was, too. Like, the guy implanted him. He's like, no, no, go with them. Distract them. I'm going to poison them dates. He's like, all right, all right. Heil Hitler. Yeah. And he goes in and he hates the fucking date. Yeah, you can't resist he's, dates. He's, 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 a, he's, a <laughs> greedy, he's a greedy fuck. That's what yeah. he is. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's it was a fantastic, uh, fantastic show of violence. And it's, once again, it's something that's missing in today's action films where a lot of um, unnamed, unfaced uh, you know henchmen, and their death uh, has no importance because you don't see any blood you don't see the violence you don't see you don't know what' then if they're just workers or whatnot but you know these are these are bad men and yeah. they all have faces and they all bleed so yeah. it's uh it's important to to the dynamic of the of the moral compass of the, the movie yeah and um one last thing I wanted to talk about is it's of course you know mentioned in the Nazis there's um I felt like there was a big symbolism regarding the, you know, the the Jews and the Pharaohs. Seeing that the movie takes place in Egypt and does involve the uh, the Nazis, seeing how um, Hitler sends these people on this grand mission to dig up the desert, it's almost like a replica of building the desert up into the form of pyramids. And then there are certain shots of Indy um, just standing on top of the mountain when the sun's setting and all these men are digging digging to find the actual ark, which you know contains the the Ten Commandments. That that makes it very much um, very reminiscent of of Moses
0: lifting up the Ten Commandments. Yeah, from, yeah.
1: from the top of the mountain, yeah. right? So uh, I thought that was a that was a little great addition by by yeah. Spielberg. I guess the they film. couldn't
0: they couldn't not put that in there. Yeah, That's right? true. Yeah, yeah exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, and even like the the very end of it uh, when uh, Belek... Yeah. he's like dressed in like this crazy yeah old Egyptian <laughs> <bar> <laughs> off get me started yeah. on that and he's reading like this like uh, uh, Hebrew hymn
0: like he yeah. had that clothes packed and ready in case <laughs> in case for a situation like this
1: exactly he, he brought it he knew what it was, yeah. he was yeah he's like okay so what am I packing yeah yeah
0: like his <laughs> yeah the weight he's allotted on planes yeah uh, specifically had it there for this <laughs> outfit.
1: He had that shit on his carry-on. Yeah. You didn't even check <laughs> yeah. that. <yet. laughs>
0: yeah, he seemed almost kind of like a high priest in a way.
1: Yeah. And uh, a false prophet. Yes. Almost. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I see and that. Looking at okay, so now that we have dissected the shit out of this movie, um, I'd like to ask your opinion. Uh, what is your final verdict on Raiders of the Lost Ark? And does this movie warrant a second viewing for you?
0: Okay, I, I enjoyed this movie. I... I got what I expected going into it. Uh, I liked the female character in it a lot. It's something you don't see often. Um, I don't think I'd watch it again, but I do think I would watch the rest of the series. I would continue with it. I don't think I'd watch it again. I think once is enough for me. Um, Yeah, I'm not the biggest action-adventure movie person. Um, So, yeah, that's my verdict.
1: Okay, perfect. And... um I would say that this second viewing for me was was definitely worth it. I mean, it's it's it was everything that that I expected it to be, and even more. Like the more that I've grown as a person, the more I've grown to appreciate. Like you know, physically, I haven't grown mentally at all. Uh, I've learned it's been to devolved, rep- if anything. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, I've I've really grown to appreciate this movie, and uh, and it's it, I think. Going down the line, I, if not already being part of it, it really is one of the greatest movies ever made, and uh, you you would find a lot of people that would agree with that sentiment, and uh, I think there's a reason for it. It's not just uh, some sort of biasy or a bias towards. Um, towards what would be considered a classic mm-hmm. film it actually is when, when you look at the technical aspect uh, the symbolism the, the character development of this movie and the action sequences I think it's uh, it really is the perfect action film so uh, for me it definitely deserves a second viewing and uh, and now it's up to you so we all we do invite you to go back and watch Raiders of the Lost Ark and uh, let us know what you think and uh, if it warrants a second viewing for you okay so thank you for listening uh, my name is Gully
0: My name is Kat
1: and uh, we'll see you again for another viewing